This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hey there, everyone, and thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. I'm Janice Robinson Celeste, your host and publisher of Successful Black Parenting Magazine. I want you to tell all your friends and followers about the show. So go to our Facebook page for Successful Black Parenting and share the link with your followers right now. If you go to the Facebook page, you can see the video if you're just listening to the podcast and let people know that you've joined us or you're joining us. Even better, you can click the options and start a watch party for this video. In addition, you can comment on Facebook and I will post the best comments live on air. So know that our hashtag for the show is hashtag backtalk. Now, my guest for today is Dr. Dorette Norhansen. She is a fertility physician who has helped thousands of women to achieve pregnancy and parenthood. And she has a very special story to share with us later on in the show. So stay tuned. So welcome to backtalk, Dr. Norhansen. Hi, Janice. Glad that you can have me on the show. Oh, I'm glad to have you here. Can you please tell our audience about your background growing up and your credentials? I want them to know like how much of an expert you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, I'll try and summarize a lot of my background. So I was born in Guyana in South America and my family, we moved throughout the Caribbean um, and I went to high school um, on St. Croix, part of the United States Virgin Islands. Um, I started college there at University of the Virgin Islands on the neighboring island of St. Thomas and then finished college at Boston University. I was accepted to Boston University School of Medicine on early admission and uh, pursued my medical doctorate degree. Subsequently, I pursued a residency program in obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Texas, Houston. And it's during my residency program that I was exposed to the field of reproductive endocrinology and infertility. And I truly enjoy helping patients achieve pregnancy. And so to further uh, uh, subspecialize and advance my training, I, I was accepted into a fellowship for what's called reproductive endocrinology and infertility. And uh, since completing my fellowship, I've been in private practice now for over a decade. Uh, presently, I practice in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, helping lots of women uh, and families uh, achieve pregnancy. Well, I know it's needed, and a lot of our uh, audience and our, our readers have expressed an interest in learning more about uh, infertility and fertilities, and you uh, have a few books about it, what we're going to talk about during the show uh, but you specialize in helping women conceive and become moms. But you have had your own challenges for fertility, right? Yes, absolutely. So I met my husband much later in life. Uh, it was uh, in my late 30s, and um, we needed fertility treatment. And um, so I myself have personally undergone five rounds of in vitro fertilization. And when I say five rounds of in vitro fertilization, that's um, doing the injectable medications and you're doing three to four injections daily for about 10 to 12 days each round. Um, and then uh, undergoing a retrieval for each uh, uh, cycle 
Um, so after five cycles, we finally had one good embryo, and then that embryo was subsequently transferred to a surrogate. Uh, so I've got to ex- uh, experience it both as a patient and as a doctor, and it really does give you uh, a different perspective on being on both sides of the exam table. I bet that does. I don't know if a lot of doctors can even say that they experience anything their patients go through. Um, So for you to experience it firsthand, uh, I think that gives you a great insight into what your uh, patients are feeling and going through. So uh, I'm sure you're a valuable asset and women appreciate that. Now, And one of the things I've noticed, you know, going through the whole process is you go through these highs and lows of highs of where you're excited and you're hopeful that this cycle would be the cycle that's going to work. And then, of course, the lows is the disappointment that you've done all this and it didn't work and you're back to square one as you were initially and you're starting all over. So um, it does put a different uh, perspective to be able to see it uh, from the patient's uh, viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine the roller coaster of, of emotions that you might go through and what patients go through. Uh, I, I don't know how you do it, but like, um, what were some of like the ups and downs besides not actually conceiving? I mean, there are certain things that I wonder, you know, when women go through this, like, for instance, did they have to harvest the eggs? Like, and does that hurt? <laughs> you know, can you yeah. give us some insight about the process a little bit? Because I wonder, does it hurt to harvest eggs? You know, I had thought of one time of being a donor when I was mm-hmm. much younger. Um, and at, at that time, it wasn't much a request for my eggs. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I was I was willing when I was younger. But, um, you know, I wondered at the time, how does that, is it painful? Um, So you get anesthesia for the actual harvesting procedure called the retrieval process. Um, So you don't feel or remember any part of it. And I'll tell you, you know, I've gone through this five times. I don't remember any of it. I remember going into the procedure room and I remember waking up uh, in the recovery room. Uh, So I don't remember really any part of the actual uh, retrieval process. Um, uh, um, And it's all done uh, um, through the vaginal wall. So there's no incisions on your belly either. Um, so the process is actually relatively easy and relatively safe um, in terms of the retrieval. Um, the 10 to 12 days that I took the injections, and it's about, you know, it could be four or five injections a day. Um, that process, you know, it, it the injections are easy, but after a while you do feel like a pincushion. And after a while you do feel like, well, I'm kind of running out of spots now. Um, so, so the uh, injections, um, you know, can take a toll on you. Um, and then uh, during that time frame that you're doing the injections, you're going in every other day for a blood work and sonogram um, to make sure you're having an appropriate response to the injections. And uh, uh, um, so it means getting an ultrasound every couple of days and having your blood drawn every couple of days. Um, you know, I got used to it, but it, it takes a little while to get used to it. It certainly does. Now, you found that your your patients have experienced some of those same emotions you talked about a little bit earlier. Um, have they said anything to you that might have struck a chord or, or that, that pulled on your heart strings because you've been through it? Yeah, there's there's numerous times that they say things that, um, you know, have certainly struck a chord with me. And actually, just today, I'll tell you, you know, someone said something that, you know, resonated well with me. Um, so... 
because, you know, my husband and I have met much later in our reproductive lives. And uh, um, after the fourth cycle, I just, I couldn't do it again. I just, I'm like, I can't do this. We just can't keep doing this over and over and over. And um, so I said, let's, let's do donor egg. Um, and and uh, um, my husband's like, we're not, he, he felt awkward using donor egg. And here I was, I'm the woman and I'm comfortable using another woman's eggs. And, you know, I'm like, well, why does it matter to you? We're using your sperm. It shouldn't really matter to you. And so today, just today, you know, I had a patient in the same scenario, um, very advanced reproductive age, you know, and um, she's comfortable using donor egg and her husband isn't. And she didn't understand why he is not comfortable. And the truth is, I didn't know or I didn't understand why, you know, the husbands were not comfortable until my own husband said it to me. So there are certain things that patients say to me that certainly resonate with me. That's, I mean, it has to be a struggle for, you would think, for the woman, but um, for the man to be so empathetic to think about, you know, it's not her egg. You know, I really would rather be her egg. I think that's a form of empathy uh, that they're feeling for you. So I think that's really nice that both are thinking that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, let me ask you, I know this may sound a little silly, but when you're going through this whole process, is there a, a better diet to have or something to do? Is there anything you can do to help the process along? I'm just curious mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, you know, there, there, there are certain things we can do. Um, so, you know, eating a healthy, well-balanced diet, um, you know, staying away from caffeine, uh, trying not to drink any alcohol, um, uh, lots of antioxidants, so lots of vitamins is very helpful. Um, those things help quite a bit. Um, certainly not smoking, those types of things. Uh, you don't want to smoke right Those things do help quite a bit. Um, uh, at the end of the day, though, you know, it boils down to your age and, you know, how many eggs you have and what quality they, they are. And, you know, quality can be influenced to some degree by, you know, uh, the things that we do daily. Right. Now, we all see in the news some of these older women that are way past the just the age level. We've been told is like 35, 36. They're in there. I saw in their 60s, one lady. And I'm, I'm wondering, what do you think about that? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know what's going to happen? No, it becomes progressively more and more difficult to use your own eggs as you advance in a reproductive age. And I am grateful for the celebrities for showing that, you know, you could be pregnant and have a baby at a very advanced reproductive age. Um, And so it motivates and and let women know that it is possible. um, But to some degree, um, uh, um, it's not they don't, uh, women don't know everything in terms of it may not be those people's eggs. Um, so um, as we advance in reproductive age, uh, um, we're probably going to need donor eggs um, after a certain age. And a lot of that just pulls down to our genetics and who we are. I see. So that's how you're doing it. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, you see it and you wonder how did that happen? And what doctor said, yes, let's do this. So, you know, you have, to see, you have these questions. So tell okay. us a little bit about, the, go ahead. Okay, we no, I, to that. I said, occasionally you'll find, you know, 
there's this, there's this window or spectrum and, you know, 35 is like this magical age and people say that's your advanced maternal age or advanced reproductive age. Um, and, you know, occasionally you do get a 45-year-old, 47-year-old who gets pregnant with her eggs, but those are few and far in between. Um, and occasionally you do get a 27-year-old that needs donor egg, and that's also few and far in between. Those are not very common. Um, and so uh, um, it's very rare to see that on different extremes of the age category. I'm sorry, Janice, uh, you were saying something when I asked. Um, no, that's okay, because then I noticed we also have a question, so it uh, just came through, and it says, do the couples go through counseling to help them cope with those times when it's not successful right away? Absolutely. That's counseling. counseling is very, very important, um, and so there are uh, uh, multiple uh, online groups and multiple support groups that patients can join. Um, uh, lots of places um, have support groups locally that patients can go to. Um, they can schedule one-on-one visits with a counselor, therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist. Uh, so counseling is very important during this process. Fantastic. Thank you, Vita, for asking that question. Now, can, t- can you tell us a little bit about the process of being, having a surrogate? Because that's kind of a mystery. We, you know, we see the celebrities do it or we hear about it, we really don't see it. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's kind of um, mystifying. We don't know how that whole, whole procedure works. Like, I know you have to meet them and you guys have to agree, but how does it work throughout? Do you get to actually go through the milestones of the pregnancy with the surrogate on a regular basis? Yeah, so that's a very, very good question. Um, so we only had one embryo. And uh mm-hmm. We were very picky about who was going to carry the pregnancy because we had one shot at this, and once that embryo was gone, you know, it would take another five cycles if we're lucky to make another embryo. Um, And so you would think me as a fertility doctor would know everything about surrogacy, um, just being a fertility doctor, but I didn't until I actually had to go through the process. Uh, So, you know, you look at things at, like, their medical history, have they delivered before, have they carried a pregnancy before, have they done surrogacy before. Um, We ended up going through an agency, um, and the agency was helpful in terms of, they helped in terms of vetting the person, and there were a third party in the process, um, which made it a whole lot easier. I know uh, couples have used uh, direct communication with um, surrogates either online or through certain programs, um, but we ended up using an agency, which we felt was better for us. Um, there is certainly an agency fee when you have to use an agency. Um, and uh, we interviewed several uh, surrogates, and it has to be a good match. And you have to think about it that you and this person, you're going to be involved in something very intimate, like a pregnancy and agreeing on you know how the pregnancy should go and those types of things. So it has to be a very good match. And, you know, there were some surrogates we felt that were not the right match for us. And then uh, some surrogates felt that we were not the right intended parents whose baby they wanted to carry. Um, So we were looking for someone who matched us in terms of our healthy lifestyle, uh, who matched us in terms of, you know, the way um, our views on pregnancy. Um, And then once we found the right person, it was actually incredibly easy after that. Um, you know, I've been really lucky with uh, my surrogate who um, 
she and I had such a good relationship. We exchanged photos and pictures and the calls were easy, but I never had to call her and say, what are you eating? Or, you know, are, are you doing something good in terms of taking care of pregnancy? I had done a decent job in choosing the person I felt was the right fit for me that I only called her when it was time for her to go to her uh, doctor's appointments. And I either physically showed up, she lived five hours from us. So either physically showed up and if I couldn't physically show up, then I was a speakerphone at the doctor's visit. But uh, outside of that, I never felt like I needed to tell her what to do. And she certainly didn't feel like she had to update me every two seconds either. So we felt uh, she and I were a really good match for each other. Um, and that's the key that you want to take away with finding a surrogate, uh, surrogate is you want to find someone that matches you in terms. And you have to think that you're meeting someone who is doing something kind for you and you want to have a good relationship with them. But you don't want the relationship to be too personal either because, you know, there's certain boundaries you want to keep also. Um, and so finding the right person is very important. And so once we found the right person, there's psychological clearance um, on their part and our, on our part um, to make sure everyone's comfortable with the process. There is legal paperwork that kind of delineates how everything should go from the very beginning. Um, so all of that's written, um, and it's very easy after that. Okay. Well, I have to ask this question because I know people are wondering, but I know utilizing a, a fertility facility is ex an expensive undertaking, right? It's, it's especially with a surrogate. So, and of course, I hate to equate money with bringing a life into the world, but, you know, for some people, that's a reality and they want to do this. But what can people expect to invest in this amazing process at the minimum? What do you think they need to be looking at as far as um, financing this? You know, it's interesting that you asked that question. Uh, more and more uh, insurance companies uh, are, are covering fertility. So several oh, states, wow. states in the country are mandated states and have some fertility coverage. Um, so what I would encourage uh, uh, anyone to do is to contact their, you know, human resources department where they work and find out what their benefits are, uh, contact their insurance directly. And then um, everyone's situation is very different. So some people may be better with very simple forms, less simple, less expensive forms of treatment. And then other people may need more expensive, uh, more complicated forms of treatment. So everyone's very, very different. So I would start with, you know, uh, checking with your uh, employment and then also with your insurance company. I had no idea that insurance companies were um, backing fertility treatments now. That is fantastic to know. So if you guys hear that, go there first. Now, I do want to talk a little bit because I'm running out of time about your book, Miracle mm -hmm. Baby. I'm going to put it up here on screen. There you go. So I'm going to split us in three. Yeah. And let's see if we can do this so that you can see the book nicely. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, not about there you go. And this is coming out October 8th. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? Like, who is it for? What should readers expect? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this book, is for anyone who wants to conceive, anyone who's looking to have a baby, um, parenthood, anyone who's looking for hope in this process. So there's two parallel stories in this book. Um, the book um, uh, was designed for uh, prospective patients um, who wanted to learn more about fertility and read uh, a story. Um, and it's a story of hope, 
um, and I go through details about my struggles with infertility and just like we spoke about the roller coaster, those ups and downs of the whole process and how difficult the process is um, with ultimately the final outcome, a positive outcome. Um, but it's a book about hope. The parallel story to the book is I give a lot of my own life story in that book um, and why we needed surrogacy and what led to the whole process. Uh, so, and uh, how um, I, I was born in Guyana in South America and what led me to become a doctor. And it goes through a lot of my life story. Um, and it's also a story of ups and downs and eventually hope. Um, and, and the last chapter ends with, the journey and you know there's really no true final destination it's it's continued to enjoy the journey of this thing called life um so it's really for anyone actually uh pretend uh mostly uh patients looking to get pregnant but also anyone looking for a feel-good book that puts them in a good mood i, I think it's beneficial for uh, anyone who's looking for that type of information well congratulations on the book now is this your son on the cover Yes, that's my son on the cover. Beautiful baby boy. How's he doing? He's good. He's going to be two very soon. He's he's very good. uh, I was lucky that he gave me some breaks in between feeds and diaper changes and everything else to allow me to jot down some notes and ultimately put it all together as a book. But yes, he's he's a wonderful kid. So is motherhood everything you hoped it would be? It is. It's, it's wonderful. I. It's a huge sacrifice in terms of every, uh, you know, I, I don't go out as much. My husband and I don't do as many things as we used to. But the reward is so amazing. And every day, you know, we were just talking about this a few days ago. Every day just gets better and better and better. You know, when he was small, just a little guy would just, bed and put to sleep all the time and he'd wake up in the middle of the night but now he's interactive and he asks questions and he has so much to say and just every day gets so much so much more interesting and uh, um, so I absolutely enjoy it absolutely well fantastic let me put the book out one more time for for people I want them to see and just tell us where we can get find the book. Is it on Amazon.com or, or is it on your website? Where can we find it? Yeah, so Amazon.com is a great place to go get the book. Um, uh, um, it's also on my um, uh, website. At, at, and my website is just drdrdretnerhassan.com. Um, so either place uh, works quite well. Okay, so you guys heard that. You can pre-order it on Amazon. It's available for pre-order now, correct? Yes, Absolutely. Okay. So if you have uh, a friend or someone you're interested that's interested in fertility, you know, this is one of the books that you can definitely get. Um, she is definitely the expert to hear from. And just to close out the show, I know there's someone right now who mm-hmm. probably is thinking about going through this or, can, or um, starting to go through this process. What kind of words of encouragement can you give that person? The biggest thing I can say is have hope. Um, It may take months. Sometimes it may take years. um, But parenthood is very much a real possibility in the 21st century in the United States of America. It's it's really a real possibility. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. I really appreciate having you here. Thank you, Janice.
And thank all of you for participating and listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. We hope to have Dr. Nora Hassan back, back again when her next book comes out, The Fertility Manual, which launches in November. You are a busy woman. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing this. But it, but if you miss part of the show, no worries. You can always wait a few minutes and click play for the replay of this podcast. It's also available on every podcast platform uh, within. It probably will be up live on the uh, audio podcast in about a day or two. But you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Android, all the different um, different podcast sites is syndicated there. So share this with anyone who needs to hear it and let's get the word out. Our next episode will be tomorrow, Saturday, 20, the 21st at 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, sorry, daylight time, still Pacific daylight time and 2 p.m. Eastern daylight time if you're on the East Coast. And I will be interviewing Miss Muffy Mendoza of the Brown Mama Mindset. She wrote a book called The Brown Mama Mindset basically on how to have a peace of mind as a mom, because you know we all need that. And you'll see the post on our Facebook page at Black Parenting One. So be sure to tag any friends in the post and be sure to hit Get Reminder. If you hit that button, Facebook will send you a reminder so that you don't forget to tune in. So again, you can ask questions live in the chat on our Facebook. Uh, If you're listening to the audio, I will tell you what those questions are. And if you are watching the video, you will see them live on the screen. So please ask the questions. One more thing. Don't forget to follow us too on Twitter and Facebook at Black Parenting One and on Instagram at Black Parenting Magazine. We need your support. Our website is SuccessfulBlackParenting.com and it's full of good content to help you thrive and not just survive as a parent. So be sure to rate our podcast until next time. We'll talk soon. And that is Swahili for goodbye. So see you. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. You can help us to level up by supporting this podcast. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm and search for Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting and then hit the button that actually says support this podcast. I want you to go there now. Go, 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 go. And thank you ahead of time. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.